so that has to be off. Didn't turn that off. I think we've got this all figured up, worked up, and ready to go. Stand with us tonight, and let's go to the Lord in prayer. Be much in prayer for those on our prayer request list. Be much in prayer for those who are not with us. Be much in prayer for those who don't want to be, for whatever reason, or choose not to be. The Lord knows that. And I will just say this. If we'll get the Word of God in us, We'll get the drive of God in us. And uh, those who can will. Father, tonight we thank you, Lord, for your love and blessings. We thank you, Father, for allowing us to be in your house. Lord, I ask you tonight, just lead God and direct us. Lord, draw us close to thee. Touch the needs, dear God, that you know. Father, those that we uh, do know and don't know, Father, we pray, Lord, that you just help us. Pray for each one. And again, thank you, Lord, for answered prayers. Thank you for your many blessings. We'll give you glory, Father. We'll give you praise, Father, in Jesus' name. And amen. Uh, go ahead and grab your red book this evening. Let's turn to page 404. 404. Jesus is 
Uh, go ahead and turn over to page 419. 419. Go ahead and turn over to page 433. <coughs> <coughs> 
I'll go ahead and turn to page 421. 
Anyone else?
Aren't you glad this evening he stayed on the cross for you and me? I'm telling you. I know tonight that if he hadn't stayed on that cross, I'd be in a heap of trouble. And uh, even though he stayed on the cross, I was in a heap of trouble till I realized he stayed on that cross for me. And then that made the difference. When you and I start to think about what it is that the Lord can do and what it is that the Lord will do for us, it makes a great big difference. I don't know if this will be a message or a lesson or what, but it'll be Bible, okay? And uh, I think that that's probably uh, the most, imp I say probably that is the most important part of any service is that we use the Bible, we use God's Word, let Him speak to us. If you got your Bibles, they'll go to the book of John, the 8th chapter, John chapter 8, we're going to begin reading uh, in verse 31, so if you would stand, we'll read a few verses, and then we will cover through more text in just a minute. It said, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And he and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Father, tonight we thank you, Lord, for your many blessings. We thank you, dear God, for your love. And we ask you, Lord, help us tonight, Father, for a few moments of time in your word. Help us, Father, deliver that which you'd have us to, nothing more, nothing less. And we'll give you glory, Father, in Jesus' name. And amen. Amen. You may be seated this evening. I've read this before and preached on it a little bit, and I've talked about it many times, about the argument of who the Jews thought they were, the Pharisees thought they were, as to who Jesus said they were. And I'll be honest with you this evening, uh, it is far more important to think about it this way, who does Jesus say that I am versus who do I think I am? And if I know who Jesus says I am, uh, and I am who, who he says, if I know who Jesus knows I am, and I know that I'm his, that's far better than anything else. We'll get it out right. Uh, so he said this, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. There is a, uh, I always say in the word of God, when you look at the word if in the Lord's speaking, or if you look at the word if in, in God is speaking, uh, one of his prophets are speaking and you see the word if, or you see the word but, you ought to pay attention to what follows after that. The disciples or the Jews at this time arguing uh, who they were, uh, and there were those that did believe on him. And Jesus put this out to him. He says, if you continue in my word. He knew that there were going to be people who tried to, try to stop us and turn us and make us something different. He knew that there would be obstacles in the way. And having known that, he did all that he could uh, to make sure that uh, we would understand this would come. But there, there is a continuance here if you continue. Uh, in my word, then are you my disciples indeed? I know that I'm his because I follow his word. I'm not perfect, but I'm following. I love it. It's the word of God that chastises me, corrects me, encourages me, strengthens me, guides me, and ensures me. If you stop to go on a little bit further there, or don't stop, but if you'll read on a little further there, he said, and, if you, and you shall know the truth. And Jesus is the truth. And the truth shall make you free. We're only free through Jesus Christ. We're only free 
through knowing him as Lord and Savior of our life. And it is his word, if you think about it this way, in the reading of his word, it is the, his word that assures us of that very thing. It's his word that tells us of the possibilities of how we can live our life and the things that we do. But now, here's the deal. Those that don't believe or fully trust or don't want to follow always has an argument. You ever, you, I mean, there are just people, they always want to dispute the word of God no matter what it says when it rubs them in a way that they don't want to be rubbed. In other words, it tells them to do something they don't want to do. They'll argue, and that's exactly what happens here. Said then, excuse me, they answered him, we be Abraham's seed. It'd be like somebody just say today saying, well, I'm a Christian. I believe in God. And they don't want to, I don't want to argue the point that they don't believe there's a God, but may I say tonight, and I'll say it very carefully, there is a difference between believing there is and believing in. I mean, a real difference when you have a belief in God, not of God, not about God, but in God and in Christ, there's a big difference because now you have the word that challenges you and the word that guides you, the word that corrects you. It's a doctrine, and, and I didn't get into it this morning, but but I was going to. I was thinking about it uh, as as we went through, as I was thinking about the message uh, uh, today this morning. Uh, the the Bible has been diverse. The Bible has been rewritten by men in order to cause division, and the division that it causes is an argument, and I will say this, that Satan is put in there because Satan wants you to believe there is a there is no infallible word, so he says all versions are flawed, and that's why men argue about that. If they thought the King James was perfect, they would never leave it. I'm going to leave it right there. Again, I say, tell somebody to preach Jesus in the fiery furnace without the King James. Give me the Trinity without the King James, and it is impossible. Anyways, going on. They said, we be Abraham's seed, and we were never in bondage to any man. How sayest ye shall be made free? Now listen to me carefully. Jesus was not talking about a freedom physically. He was talking about a freedom spiritually. I can be in bondage physically and still be spiritually free. Paul and Silas were in the inner jail. They were in prison. Peter was in prison. And yet in that, they were still free. John uh, was on the Isle of Patmos, cast out. And yet John, because he knew who Jesus was, was still free. We can be physically bound and still be spiritually free. They were unphysically bound, but they were spiritually bound. They were still in bondage to the law and the things of the law and would not accept Jesus. Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. And I would dare say tonight, Has anybody in here ever sinned? Guilty. Don't even have to raise my hand. If you didn't think I was, you're in trouble. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 
whosoever sinneth. In other words, whosoever liveth in that condition is the servant of sin. You and I still, as Christians, transgress. We're not perfect. We still battle the flesh. It's with us every day. If it wasn't, we wouldn't be here. But the flesh is here every day. But Paul said he fought. It wasn't just fighting against sin outside and the people around about him who wanted to kill him or, or any of that. He was talking about even in him own self. He said, I died daily. He rose up in the morning and he said, Lord, I'm yours. I'm not perfect, but I'm yours and I'm going to do your will. And when I mess up, I'm going to confess up. Think about it. Peter said he would never leave Christ. He would never forsake Christ. And yet he cursed and, and denied Christ. And Jesus in his infinite love, mercy, and grace when it was all said and done. And he, and he come and he appeared himself unto the disciples uh, that were on the Damascus. He said, go and tell my disciples and Peter. Jesus knows that we're imperfect. But he is perfect. And we're set free through our faith and our trust in him that we are not these servants of sin. He's, sin is no longer our master. But we're supposed to be followers of him and we're supposed to continue in his word. Therein lies a problem for a lot of Christians. I know Jesus. I know about God. I know I'm a Christian. And they, and they go through the, 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 the rolls of ritual things that they have done. Can I tell you, nothing that I have ever done made me a Christian. It's all of what he done, and I accepted that. I'm not good enough. He is. I have to accept. And if I accept, then I need to follow. If you continue means to... Keep on going. I've heard pastors say, and I said this not long ago, they said some people just get fire insurance. They come down, they get saved, and then they go on with their life. And, and I'm telling you what, that's not salvation in my opinion. If you love me, keep, Jesus says, my commandments. Not, not what I want to do, but what he tells me to do. Paul told us to stand firm in our faith. And continue. If we continue in the faith in which we believe, uh, uh, you just think about all the different places. Be thou faithful unto death. Because iniquity abounds, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that endureth until the end, the same shall be saved. How many scriptures in the Bible do we need to have before we know that it's telling us something? According to Brother Mike, we need two, right? And there's more than two. He said, I'll take, I'll take one in certain circumstances, but I'll take two. Two's a witness. Hey, if you got three, you're really good. If you're up to four, you're going great. If you get five, I mean, tell you, who can deny it? And yet they try to. So he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you that whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin, and the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's seed. Now, he switched to what they were talking about. They were talking fleshly. He's been talking spiritually. He comes back to the flesh, and he says, I know your lineage. My lineage can be traced back a long ways to places I don't want it to go. My last name being Imler is not a very popular name. 
when you get back into Germany and figure out what it really is. But can I tell you, I've got a new name. And I like it better. I don't know what it is yet. But I know this, when I get to heaven, Himmler don't mean a thing. And I'll tell you something else. For my kids and my grandkids, Himmler don't mean a thing. You're not going to get there because Daddy's name, you have to get there through the Father's name. And I, this, this simplistically, right? I know that you are Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me because my word hath no place in you. Can I tell you, I, I was reading this this afternoon and I was thinking about this and it really kind of dawned on me for a second there. He said, if you continue in my word, which is not just in scripture, but the scripture is him. And, and, I, and I believe this with all my heart. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. So our King James Bible is God's word to you and I. It's right here. It's what we're supposed to continue in. But that also puts us in this. If we continue in his word, we know the truth. He's the truth and he's the word. And he's telling them right here, if my word, which means if I, Jesus, he's saying this. If, if, if my word was in you, it'd be different. I know that you're Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me because my word hath no place in you. It's okay to have it over here. It's just not all right to have it in here. You know what? As long as Jesus was over there and nobody was paying attention to Jesus... He would not have been a bother to any of the Pharisees. I mean, just think about it this way. In the, when you get into the book of Acts and they're talking to the disciples, there are those of the Sanhedrin. They, they're the wise men kind of gathered around there. And one of them tells them about a man who came. And he was not, of the, he was not the truth. And, and, and not of God. And, and by and by it all fell away. And another one came. And the same thing by and by it all fell away. He said, but if these men, you know, it, it's going to be the same. If these disciples are not right, then by and by it's going to fall away. But if they are right, he said, you can't fight against God. And just think about it. That's who they were trying to fight against. That's who they were up against. And, and I'm just telling you the simplicity of this. It's very important. And, and I, I've said this before over and over again. I say this always. The Bible tells us, Jesus says, He is not a Jew that is one outwardly, but rather he that is one inward, not the circumcision of the flesh, but the circumcision of the heart. In other words, not he that's done something, but he that something has been done to. It's been received of the Word of God. I, I, I'm just... But I, I'm kind of baffled sometimes in the church age that we're living in. How that people seem to be a way, way off. Want to claim to be one thing, but the word of God tells us they're another thing. And I'm not trying to be a judge. Don't take me wrong. I'm just saying when you examine the word of God, you'll see who you are. And you examine the word of God, you'll see who others are. And if we would look at the word of God, we would be really different in our lives. But we don't like the word of God when it conflicts with the word of self. That's a big problem that people have today. I, I, well, I just don't see it that way. I, you, know, you know my theory. You know my sayings. You know how it is. Pizza's good with pepperoni and bacon, but not anchovies and olives. 
somebody say, well, Brother Arnie, I like that. I just don't see it that way. That's okay. But when it comes to the Word of God, we're supposed to see it God's way. But we'll say, I don't see it that way. Going a little farther. I speak that which I have seen of my Father. He's talking of God now. And you do that which ye have seen of your Father. And they don't get this yet because now he again is talking to them spiritually. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said unto him, if Abraham, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man that hath told you the truth, which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham. Why? Abraham was a friend of God. Abraham walked with God. Now, Abraham wasn't perfect. We can look at the scriptures. But Abraham believed God, and it was imputed to him as faith. Again, think about what I was talking about this morning about Abraham and Isaac going up on the mountain. And had they gone up there and Abraham had not followed through to the point that he was willing to physically kill Isaac, then, then he would not have been faithful or believing in what God. And we know this, that on the way up there, Abraham was believing all the time God was going to do something. He had to do something, but he was going to... Do just what God said, sacrifice Isaac, if that's what God was telling you. He said, offer thou thy son, thy only son. And he did it. And it was imputed to him for righteousness. Why? Because the word, even though it wasn't written, of God was in Abraham. How do we know that? Because we have the word of God written of Abraham. It's there. And so he's telling them, if, you, if Abraham had been your father, if Abraham had been the one you trusted, if Abraham was the one you were holding to, then you would have known I was coming, and knowing that I was coming, you would be ready for me, willing to accept me. Verse 41, you do the deeds of your father. They said unto him, we be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. Now they're trying to make it spiritual, telling them that God is their father. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. Can I, can I tell you something, church? Can we put this back in play? Just a few verses. If you continue in my word, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. If you continue in my word, if if God were your father, you would love my word. Or you would love the word. He tells them that his word, I can't come back here real fast, but, but the word is, is not there for them. They're not abiding in the word. But if you, if you, God, were your father, you would love me. For I proceed forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. He just verified to us John 3.16. He just verified to us John 1. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, gave he them the power to become the sons of God. 
Why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my words. And I thought about that verse of scripture. Jesus is talking directly to them. And they don't hear what he's saying. We have that same thing in the church. The word can be talking directly to us. And if we're not careful, we don't hear what it's saying. And I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about the Bible. There are folks who can hear the Bible, and like I said, immediately a roadblock goes up in front of them, and they don't see it that way. They don't think that way, and they don't, don't under. And I'm going to say don't understand, but they won't receive it. And Jesus said that very, very carefully there. Why do you not understand my speech? And even because you cannot Hear my word. Verse 44. Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father will ye, ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in truth, the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. Now look at that very carefully there. You of your father the devil and lust of your father you will do. The Bible tells us what haunts us as men and women. The lust of the eye, the lust of the life, uh, the pride of life. Uh, so the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, these, these haunt us. Jesus knows this. The devil tells us this is what you're doing. You're doing the lust of of your father you're doing what you want to do the devil and, and people don't like hearing this but i'm telling you when the devil abides on the inside or on the outside or the devil's the one who's giving you god you're going to lust after what you want to lust after because he don't want you lusting after the word of god he don't want you wanting the things of god and it changes everything you do there he said he was a murderer from the beginning the bible tells us Thief cameth not but for to kill, steal, and to destroy. Kill your soul, destroy your soul, and to steal you from God. Steal your eternal inheritance. Going on. And abode not in the truth. The truth was all around the devil, but it never got in him. How else would he have gotten cast out of heaven? And yet he goes, the Bible tells us in Job, and would present himself before God. And the truth is all about the devil, but the devil never let the truth inside him. Could you imagine if the truth were part of the devil? When he tested Job, or when it come to Job, the devil would have just said, I'm not wasting my time, even if you tell me I can do everything but kill him. Because the truth is in Job. And Job's not going to turn just because of anything I do. But the truth's not in the devil, so the devil thinks he can do whatever he wants to do. He can do things his way and say, well, I mean, he's just going to have a field day. But he didn't. So the truth is not in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. And the word doesn't get there, so now it's all about me. You, you know, uh, one of the things about me I like to say is this. I know I'm not the smartest man in the room, but you won't find me going around saying, you know what, it's all about me. Sometimes my wife reminds me about that because I'll be complaining about something that just seems like I'm the only one complaining about it. I'm the only one bothered by it. I'm the only one faced. And she'll say, it's not always all about you. 
kind of puts you right back there in the thought process, don't it? If the word of God abides in you, it's not about you, it's about him. But the devil, he says it's all about you. How you feel and how you think and what you want. And I'm just telling you, the devil will stack it up in front of you all the day long. If, you, if you'll listen to him, you'll never get anywhere because he'll never let you see you need to go anywhere. The devil will park you in the middle of the street with two-ton trucks coming in both directions and this keep you focused on the squirrel. Just think about it. But he said, he, he, speaketh, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Which of you convinceth me of sin? We can't do that. And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? Now, church, if the word of God is truth, why do we not hear it? And when he talks about hearing it, he's not talking about it getting to the ear. He's talking about it getting into the mind and going down into the heart and taking up a bold in the soul. He's talking about having a place inside of you. Not, not just a knowledge of the word, but actually having obtained the word. And the word affecting you, doing something inside of you. And I'll tell you tonight, that's the sad part about a lot of places today that we call Christian, or people we call Christian and churches we have, is that they can hear that word, but it never gets further than the ear. It's almost like something that gets caught in the throat and they want to get rid of it. He that is of God heareth God's word. It gets somewhere. It does something. Ye therefore hear them not because ye are not of God. Now I want you to think about this. You hear the father, the devil... And the lust of your father ye will do. And it tells us all about this. And then he talks about the word. And they don't get it because the word is not getting into them. They don't hear the word. The word doesn't affect them. It's not abiding there. And think about what we're talking about. And go over to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And I'll close here this evening. Start in verse 1. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as you have received mercy, we faint not. If you continue in my word. Because we've received ministry and we received mercy, we faint not. We continue. It's not just something that's over there. It's something we continue in. But we have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully. In other words, we don't listen to the devil now. We're listening to the word of God. And we're not picking it up, twisting it, and manipulating it. It says what it says, churches. It's real easy to read it and see that it says what it says. If it said don't, then don't. If it said do, then do. And if it didn't say anything about it, ask God and he'll tell you. Yeah. 
Bible doesn't say you can't chew bubblegum. But what if God says to you, don't chew bubblegum? Then you don't chew bubblegum. I mean, it's that simple. There are some things that God says, you know what? Let's you and I deal with. There's other things that God says, here's what everybody, hey, the expectation of one is the same to everybody. Aren't you glad tonight God doesn't say to you, you got to do a better job than he does or she does because you know what? If, if you don't, you're not getting there. I mean, it's, it's the expectation of the same. The only difference is the Bible says is to whom much is given, much is required. In other words, if you want a lot from God, you better get ready to do a lot and be faithful in a lot because you're responsible for a lot. But God didn't say that I had to work harder than you. I just got to be faithful. We've renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, walking in the, not, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, committing ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. So what are we saying there? The word of God, the truth in us, is manifest that it's in us, and we do what we do in every man's sight because we know what? We are responsible to God. Look at verse 3. Folks don't like this verse, but it says real easily here, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Who was dealing, Jesus dealing with? Lost folks. He told those that were saved, he said, if you continue in my word or, or continue, he, he goes on. And then, and then all of a sudden now you got the, the Jews that were saved thinking and following the word. And then you got the group over there who said, hey, you know what? I'm all right. I'm Abraham's seed. I can trace my lineage back. And Jesus kept telling them, you don't hear my word, 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 my word's not getting in you. And they're arguing, oh, I hear what you're saying, but it, 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 it's not going, hey, it don't make any sense to me because I know who I am, I'm Abraham's. And he said, you're not Abraham's, you're the devil's. We switched, we switched from the flesh to the spirit. We're not talking about the flesh. We're talking about the spirit. Hey, my flesh will die. And my flesh will be buried. And my flesh is going to rot and decay. And when I do, and I don't understand how it all happens, but I believe the Bible and what it says there. But one of these days, the dead in Christ shall rise first. And the live which are not, if we're still here when he comes, will lie to meet him in the air. But guess what? Praise be to God, this fleshly body ain't going. have a new body and praise be to God it won't have no titanium in it if our gospel be hid is hid to them that are lost so when we start arguing with the word of God I'm not trying I'm not saying praying about discerning the word of God and understanding what I'm supposed to do I'm talking about wait a second I don't see it that way you ain't arguing with me if I'm not giving you my opinion. I'm not arguing with you if you're not giving me your opinion. 
if we're giving out the word of God then, then, and we start to say, I don't see it that way, we're arguing with the word. And that's what they did. The word was hid. In verse 4 it tells them again, And whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. It's just exactly what Jesus said back here. It's not the exact same words, but the exact same message there that Jesus just gave them over here when he said, Ye of your father the devil, whom the God, little g, of this world has blinded the eyes thereof. He said, Ye of your father the devil, the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. Jesus told us of the things of God. If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. In John 17, 17, when Jesus is praying for disciples unto God, he said, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Why? Because Jesus tells us in John 14 and 14, in 14 and in verse 6, he said, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but my me. He's telling us plainly, it's him that abides and abides in. And the only reason we'd say, I don't see it that way, not talking about, not talking about your opinion or my opinion, but simply the word of God, is because the devil has hold. He's got hold. He's got a place. And can I tell you, the Bible says that we're not to give space to the devil. If I don't give him no space, it means I don't give him no time. And I want to tell you something. He wants time because he don't like me and he don't like you. But I, I'll, I'll simplify things for you. God loves me, God loves you, and I love you too. So I tell you God's truth. Church, the day and hour we're living in, the word has to abide in us. And we have to follow it. Continue in it. Abound in it. Because it's the only thing that's going to get us through. It's the one thing that is constant and consistent and never changes. And I'm not talking about man's word. I'm talking about God's word. His word will never change. Man may change. And man may try to change it and claim it to be something else. But I'm telling you, if you follow the word of God, that word will never, ever, ever, ever change. Ever. There has to be a truth. Or there is no hope. Right there, church. Would you stand with us tonight? Father, again, we come before you this evening. We thank you, Lord, for your love and your mercy and your grace. And we thank you, Father, for allowing us to be in your house. Lord, I ask you just to anoint and touch our hearts and souls, dear God, and give us strength that we need to go through the week. Lord, again, tonight we pray that thy word would just accomplish its will in our lives so that our lives will be 
for reflection of you. So, Father, we ask you just now touch each and every heart, bind us close to you, one to another. In Jesus' name we pray, and amen, and amen. Anything on anybody's heart tonight before we dismiss?